So welcome, 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 so welcome to No Stupid, stupid Questions. Hello, everybody. This week, up, folks? It's for real. With T. Leak like, and like, Jag. Like a dungeon What's up? No, no <laughs> specific no order. order. I love no Stupid <laughs> Questions show. <laughs> Can we curse on this show? Do whatever it's we feel. Okay. Time is a question for today. No. Right. All right. So, the question. <laughs> What's the name no of the show, Jay? No stupid questions. Jack. Welcome to this episode of... My first question is, who are you? No stupid questions. Hey, everybody. It is Tanya Leak, otherwise known as T. Leak, with no stupid questions, and I'm joined by... Jag is in the house, in my own house, uh, <laughs> as hopefully everyone is during this time. The one and only Jag, and we are together on this show called No Stupid Questions, where you have two, air quotes, smart air quotes. people, <laughs> and one, air quote, stupid question. <laughs> so we thought. So, T. Lee. The question for today. Yes, sir. Has COVID-19, also known as coronavirus, made you think differently about your health? Well, you know, I was always thinking about my health, but I think that for, if it were to say our, um, I think that it would be a yes. I think people are starting to think differently about health. Okay. Um, what about you? What's your, what's your, well, you know, I, I think stupid answer is, to this, this stupid this question. Is, this is one of those where, um, I have to ask with a, a temporal component. I think as we're in the midst of it, I think we all are thinking differently about our health, but I'm concerned that just like many things that our memories are short and, um, once this passes, and it will pass, um, it'll be painful, but it will pass. Uh, once it's, people will revert back to their old ways. So I think from a long-term standpoint, I'm gonna have to say, no, I don't think it's gonna change people's views of, of their health or our health. Interesting. Teaser. In our previous show, uh-huh. which was a much larger transformation we were talking about that this would cause, that this right. would, um, you know, we asked that question about whether it would transform our overall approach to healthcare. Correct. And you seem to be pretty Thank confident <laughs> that it would not be, as you said, temporal. There would no, be no time basis for that, is that we would learn our lesson. And yet on an individual basis, you think, we're much more short term. And so you may think those are at odds. Um, <laughs> I just as, noted as, it. I just as, noted it. As, as, the, as, as I picked up that tone when you said interesting. Tone. But let me, let, me, um, let me explain why. First of all, the approach towards healthcare is completely political. Um, that is a, that is, um, I hate to say it has nothing to do with reality because I guess it has something to do with reality, but that's people counting votes. And I think this will, and unfortunately is proven to have such a magnitude on our, um, our current life that um, 
from a political standpoint, I think people will count votes and do things differently, um, starting with the next political cycle. Um, now, how long would that last? I don't know. But I do think it will change our approach to healthcare. Um, because I think it also is highlighting that what we think is, or what some people think is the cheaper approach to healthcare is ending up being the more expensive approach to healthcare. Um, but yeah, that's a different question than what people are going to do on an individual basis in my mind. You buy that? No, and I'll tell you why shortly. Continue on why you think it's different for individuals. You know, unfortunately, for, for those of us who um, don't contract the virus or don't have any symptoms from the virus, there may be a reinforcement that um, we're invincible. Uh, and invincible is not the right word, but I think a lot of people have a laissez-faire approach towards their health because they just don't see things attacking them um, in a way that they think health concerns attack other people. Uh, and as I say that, uh, I know people that are, there are people that are suffering from, from some, some health issues and um, still don't do what you would, what the textbook might say they should do to deal with those health issues. And it's hard, it's harder for me to explain those folks, um, except that inertia, it's hard to change. It's mm -hmm. hard to change inertia. And if you've grown up a certain way and done a certain and approach things a certain way, even when you get bad news, it's hard to change that overnight. Um, and I, and I guess that will affect those individuals as well. Even when we, we come to the issues of COVID-19. So I'm taking a pessimistic approach, which is something I don't usually do. Uh, I don't, I don't know that I would say that. <laughs> I thought I was the optimist here. Mm, you were on the last show, which was really interesting. Okay. okay. Um, so I guess, yeah, we all have our moments of optimism, right? Uh, I, I think that what's interesting, and, uh, and I took the opposite, you know, right. perspective on whether or not it would change our overall approach to healthcare. I don't think it will. And I think that Spoiler alert for the previous show, if anybody hasn't listened yet. Uh, <laughs> I do think that part that will lead to the frustration that is needed to push us individually. And I think there's a lot to be said for individual responsibility. And I think people will start to realize, I mean, they're already realizing that the information they're getting is sometimes contradictory, is sometimes, but there are some things fundamentally that they know, right? They know that eating well, uh, getting physical activity, um, lessening their sugar and alcohol intake, which I say as I'm having my Nightcap. <laughs> a little bit of wine never hurt <laughs> Red wine at that. Hey. There you go. Even though it's sangria. So I so mean, Jesus so 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, you didn't. 
So I, I think that people will start to take note of what they can be doing. And, and I found it interesting because I think that you see people online experimenting with recipes. So there's a lot more home cooking, less fast food. And I, I do believe that there will be a new appreciation for it. Now, I'm not gonna say that everybody and their mother is going to change, you know, it's gonna change their view of what they should be doing for their personal health. But I think that there will be quite a few people that it will open their eyes to what they can do that is actually about preventing prevention, which, which is not a, a paradigm that we typically live in in healthcare here. We're all about the fix the problem when it comes up. And I think people are starting to understand more of the mindset of prevention because that's ultimately what we all want to do as far as uh, COVID-19 is, is concerned. Have you personally, are you doing anything differently? I know you're pretty health conscious. Well, I, I, I consider myself health conscious before. Um, so um, I am not, I wouldn't say I'm significantly doing anything differently. Um, maybe I tend to go to bed a little bit earlier than I did before. Uh, okay. I think that was probably the weakness in my um, regimen. Self, self, yeah, self um, health program is the amount of sleep I get. Uh, so I tend to get more sleep now. Um, you know, I think my exercise level has been decent and it stayed the same. Um, and of course, you know, I never ate much fast food. Uh, and there were times when um, my, my family would, the kids would want something and I would, I would pass. Um, but now that that option, I mean, I, the actual fast food places are still open, but we've convinced them that uh, well, we've just told them we're not going to do fast food. So I think as a family, we're eating a lot better than we used to. Um, and you know, I th uh, so the one thing I do agree with you on is that. <gasps> Say it again. <laughs> I agree with you. You you stumbled on something there. <laughs> as 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 people realize that there were certain things that they just had to have in their lives, which have they they can't do now. Um, you know, I guess you can still go to the Starbucks and get your coffee. And I'm not saying that was a bad thing, but some of those habits that people have mm -hmm. um, are less convenient now. And I think if they live without them for 45 days, um, they may decide, you know, I really don't miss it. I really don't need to do that. Now, is that a conscious... Um, decision to our approach for their health, I, you know, I don't know. Um, but some of those things will happen. I, I think our lives will change because our habits have been disrupted and they will be disrupted for a period of time. And I, I, it's, it's interesting because to your point, I, I actually think there may be a little bit of a, an unconscious nudge to more healthy behaviors to your point so it may not all be a let me take personal responsibility so and i do think it does bolster my argument so i'm going to go with you on that and just let it reinforce okay. <laughs> because i saw a a cartoon and the cartoon actually said um it said or it had two pictures right one was of a family you know on their electronics you know children parents dog 
uh, and it said, you know, family before the quarantine. And then it had a picture of everybody, them running with the dog, you know, throwing the stick, frisbee, all this stuff outside. And it said family during quarantine. <laughs> okay. Because I think that there's a lot of people who just needed to get out of the house. So they were like, let's take the kids bike riding or, you know, and then they had their kids. And, and I think it is just forcing people in some, some families to, to do things and they're discovering joy in that. And, and, you know, just as a health coach, one of the things that you want to establish is sort of an identity within certain healthy habits, right? And I think as families start to do things, maybe they introduce them into, the, in, into their routine on the regular during this time, 30 to 45 days. And, and, you know, there's that myth about habit, but definitely over 30 to 45 days, you can start to develop some of these as habits. And then it becomes part of your, as we like to say, identity. And it really will change it, whether it be conscious or unconscious. So I think you stumbled upon something that I didn't realize I stumbled upon, and here we both are. <laughs> but, but, but since, oh, you know. Oh, no but, no but. Well, yeah. I mean, uh -oh, what's the but? Too, we're two smart people, so we, not, we don't stumble upon things. We, we think about yeah. it and think them through. Smart people um, stumble upon stuff all the time. Well, that's true. <laughs> but in this case, um, <laughs> the question was, do what people think about their health differently? So we can't, we can't give them credit for what they stumbled upon unconsciously um okay but that's due that's due i do think because now i have to go back to my my health training too which is you know the whole concept behind cognitive behavior therapy for those who are familiar is that you have to follow up what you think with the the feeling and the action right Okay. And so a lot of times those don't necessarily all go together. They don't flow in the way that they need to, to get you to the end result that you want. So really how you think about things affects it. And I, I do think that this concept of thinking about health and thinking about what you want to do with your kids. So to the point of the, the example I just gave, which was we go out and we go bike riding because they're thinking about things they can do with their kids that actually will get them some fresh air, will keep them healthy. At the same time, they don't want to just sit them down and give them a cake or whatever. So I think that there is, you know, if you're going to make me use the words in our question for today, well, that's what we should do. A, thought, a thought process okay. that then leads to some of these behaviors that then become habits. And then it does change basically everything that we have, whether it be thoughts, feelings, actions around our health in a positive way. Okay. So... Yeah, well, maybe we should have, the question should have been, will there be positive changes towards our health? And I would have answered yes. Oh, um, oh, I didn't know that. Let's change but, the question. <laughs> yeah, we might need to change the question because, you know, take the example of the family going out for the walk or the bike ride. Um, I'm not sure that most families are thinking, yeah, let's go outside so we can be, get some sun and get vitamin D flowing and we can be healthy. I'm it may be more that I've been in the house with these kids all day. If we don't get outside and burn some of this energy off, I'm going to kill somebody. So I don't know which, I don't know which way it goes. Um, but either one of those ends up with the right result. 
Um, so we, you know, we, we applaud results and, and either one of those ends up with the right result, the action of actually going outside and riding a bike or taking a walk. Um, so have you, have you taken your kids outside? We actually, we go walk every morning and, um, all of us go walk, the five of us go walk every morning and we usually take a bike ride in the afternoon and, you know, some of my kids may stay home or they all may go. It, it just depends on the afternoon. So what, what, what was your thought process in those, those activities? Um, mine was actually, we need to get them out of the house and, you know, they need to, A, we need to establish a new routine. Um, they need some physical activity in their routine. Uh, so this is something that we all need to do. Um, and, you know, so I'm not, I'm not commuting to work anymore because uh, I'm working from home. So we start the day off with a walk as opposed to me driving in a car for an hour to get to work. Big difference. It is a big difference. And do you think that with some folks as a result of doing those things, that did you, do you feel different? Do you think that the, you know, there's another term that's used by um, the, the sort of inventor of the tiny habits program that I always talk about. Mm -hmm. um, he talks about this success momentum, right? Mm -hmm. So if you do these small things right. and then you are rewarded, whether that be sort of intrinsically, whether there's a sort of positive feeling that you have, or it brings your family, you have a great time with the family. So it's, it's really benefiting you in that way, or rewarding you in that way. It causes you to want to do it again, or want to do something similar, et cetera. So it kind of creates this sort of momentum based on what you view as success, as the reward that you're getting. So do you, th that I think is another part of seeing the benefits and there could be people who to your point who sat in their car and, and there may be a specific health benefit whether it be weight loss or better management of their diabetes or high blood pressure or any other things that physical activity is known to do whether it be depression and anxiety lessens a little bit um that that is then that benefit that they're seeing actually mm -hmm. causes them to to continue to do it so your question to me is, do I? That is, a, that is a thought process because you think about the, what, what's happened and you're like, it's because I da da da. And then you continue doing it. So it is thinking differently about your health. Uh, that was kind of roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we're going to gonna have to see if our listeners buy that. Mm. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm buying that. Yeah. It's conscious thought. I mean, I think that is a um, fortuitous um, collateral benefit. But um, it doesn't also. become a collateral benefit until you repeat it, really. Correct. You, know, you, you got you to gotta make it part of a routine. Um, yeah. And, you know, the question is, will enough people make positive routines um, as a result of you know, COVID-19. I hope so, I really do. I mean, obviously we were not the healthiest of societies, we being the US. Right. Um, clearly we were not. Um, and I think clearly we are suffering from this particular virus because of that. Um, you know, the virus obviously attacks people uh, who have 
coexisting issues. Um, if we were in better shape, we would have better results. So hopefully we do make some changes based on what, we, what we've seen this time. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, let, let me, I'm going to go back to something that I've been doing differently or I may be rediscovering, okay. uh, which is connecting with my tribe, right? Okay. My, my okay. group of people. I mean, you and I talk all the time, but there are other people we went to school with, people that, I mean, I, my, one of my girlfriends just sent me a 50th birthday Zoom invitation. And but that wasn't a classmate of ours because I didn't get it. <laughs> no, it wasn't okay. actually. It was okay. a childhood <laughs> friend. I was about uh, to say. Whew, and I won't tell you about that other one then. <laughs> no, yeah, don't tell me about the other one. I know I missed a few. <laughs> so it's um it has been a time, and, and this is something that I definitely don't think a lot of people think about from a health perspective, but it is interesting what we will do intuitively to to connect with people and and we don't realize but we're doing it for our sanity right right um because that's our mental health and so it has been really interesting because i think you know whether it be zoom which is, of course has become wildly popular whether it's facetime whether it's skype uh, whether it's google duo i think i, I think i hit all the, the bases so i didn't miss anybody that won't that won't say that we they are the people paid us right. so <laughs> I think that they're all being used in some very new ways. I, I had a call with two of my girlfriends from Stanford, Christine Joy, that you know. Shout out to Christine Joy. And, and we got a chance to catch up like we haven't before. I mean, we did a trip probably about three years ago. We said we we're going to do it every year. And of course, that kind of fell off. But we're having now more virtual trips and more quality time than we have in the past. And... And it's interesting because I do think that some of the video conferencing, video chat capability, maybe some of the older folks are becoming, are getting on more just because of the fact that, you know, it's, it's required in order for us to see people that we know and love. So, um, so yeah, so I just wanted to add that as something else that I think we're all doing to, to feel that human connection, which is actually really important for our mental health that we're getting out and um and doing more of connecting with one another so, so do you think those are conscious decisions for mental health i think that they may be somewhat innate i i think that we may have this we have this innate need which is also i mean it's a need so we thrive we actually grow with those types of interactions. And so we need them. And so we reach out to have them. So I, I don't know if I'd say it's subconscious or we, we know that we need them and that's why we do them. I don't think we do them just because, oh, we have the technology. It's, that's that's not, not just because it's there, but because we really feel as if we need them. So I think that our, um, just like our immune system works for us right. uh, without us having to do anything intentionally, I think that that reach out is very natural for us. Uh, and so, yes, I do think that we do do that to preserve our health, whether or not we're entirely, it's, you know, in the forefront or not. Yeah, that's interesting because, uh, and incidentally, I've had um, family brunch on Sundays on 
um, one of those um, platforms. One of those platforms. I won't name which one. Oh. And I also have a. That's a good idea. I like that idea. I'm glad you shared that. I also have a. We've actually had two weeks now. I don't know if it's going to end up being weekly and for how long, but a group of guys from Stanford, about eight or nine, that have gotten on the phone. Um, would they? Would their group name start with a B? They would. Um, <laughs> we can't record those calls. Highly entertaining, but sorry about that. Oh um, damn! We had to get a snippet of that. And you know what's interesting is we wouldn't have if this outbreak hadn't happened. We wouldn't have. Neither my family nor that group of friends would have seen each other during this period of time. But, yes. But something has made us decide. You know, we need to, like you say, connect with our tribe. Um, and was it? You know, is it? Is it? Is there a fear factor there that maybe you need to connect with people who? Um, I, I I don't know, but uh, it is happening a lot more. Um, as a matter of fact, I had a conversation with a with another friend about doing a party um, on one of those one of those platforms, um, a party that you might be getting an invite to. So oh. even though I didn't get an invite to the ones you went to, you, <laughs> I'm gonna include you on mine. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah. And, and, you know, do we consciously think that's for our mental health? I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, but clearly all of those interactions have a feel good component to them. Uh, I mean, that's what they're about. They make you feel good. They make you feel connected and, and, and that has positive impact on your mental health. Um, so I do think, and I think actually, I think that will continue after the quarantine is over. I hope it would continue after the quarantine is over. Um, you know, we can't get on, the, even without a quarantine, we can't get on a plane as often as we can get on the computer screen. Um, and, I, and I think that is part of the, the new normal that will come yeah. out, of, uh, out of out of this um, very sad and unfortunate incident. Yeah, and I, I, I venture to say that I agree with you. Um, and I think that it will become part of the new normal. So for instance, a couple of the calls with my friends, we have turned into recurring calls for the foreseeable future, right? We don't know how long this is gonna last, so they're just on there. And maybe we go to less frequency, like we're doing weekly, but it will still, we'll, we'll probably still keep it just, you know, and whether or not everyone attends as, as everyone has been, because everyone's at home and, you know, right. some people might have other things to do when, when things open up like that. It is something that I think, I think it will go past uh, when we really ultimately critically need it and, and be still in that, in that realm of, of connecting after that. And, uh, and you know, I think, I think it will be one of those things where uh, I know certainly to your point, it's hard to get on a plane and, and that's why the three years went by, but I know we said, okay, when this is over. Right. <laughs> we really have to get together. So I do think that there's gonna be some uh, airlines, hold on, cause there's probably gonna be a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of flying, at least in that first couple months after, right. where people are like, I wanna see you in person now that I can. Right. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. So, <laughs> so where, are we, where, are we, where are we falling on our question? Um, I, I assume I hadn't moved you off of- Ask it one more time. Has COVID-19 made you, made, and you said, made you think differently about your health? So I, this is kind of personal. 
Well, I was asking it to the audience to, to, so yes, it's kind of personal, but I do think that the majority of people would say yes. You still think the majority of people would say no? Well, I still think there's a... Oh, in this time. I think there's a time component on it. Okay. Um, when we're in the midst of the storm, I think everyone says, I'm a batten down the hatches. Um, I'm just concerned that when the skies um, brighten up and clear up, that people will forget what they were professing to do in the midst of the storm. Now, you just actually... Uh, <laughs> I can't miss you. you. No, you stumbled on something for me with regard to the, our previous conversation, which is interesting because it's come full circle. My hope would be that one of the things we do discover is that in, in terms of being prepared for a pandemic mm -hmm. of, of this type, our elected officials, our public health leaders, are more focused, as we talked about, on transforming, maybe if not healthcare, transforming the way in which we talk to people about health. And, and COVID-19 certainly gives this kind of almost sort of, it's, it's, it's the negative reinforcement version, right? But it's like, hey, what if we have something like this again? But it will give them additional sort of communication and messaging, right? Because we are not, to your point, we are not in the position that we could be as it relates to being healthy enough to ward off these types of, of things. And, and it, is, it has exposed us yeah. for the, the levels of these chronic diseases that we have that seem to be comorbidities, like diabetes, like high blood pressure, like right. any kind of you know, um, cardiovascular or respiratory uh, conditions. And so I, I hope that we all look at, you know, what, what that meant and, and certainly these leaders and see how we can build that into whether it be policy or, or guidelines or, you know, even sort of promotion, right? Public health promotion stuff that can be more geared towards us looking at things from a prevention perspective and really trying to be ready. As they say, you know, you ain't gotta get ready if you stay ready, so. Right, right, right. So it, it's, you know, with the current administration, it's tough um, because, you know, it's just tough with the current administration. <laughs> Enough said. We're not going to go down that path. We, we, we don't need to go down that road. But I, I, I do think that hopefully the American people would demand that of their political leaders. Um, I think the pain from this will be so pervasive that um, if, if that's not part of people's platform going forward, uh, the American public should question, question their political leaders. Um, so yeah, I, I, I hope readiness is a big part of what we're about for the next few years. Because unfortunately, um, you know, this is a, 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 what it, a novel coronavirus, um, but there are other strands of coronavirus that, that have happened before and there would be new strands that happen again. Um, so we need to make sure that we're in the best position possible so we don't suffer like we've suffered this time. Um, that the outcomes are, are much better and, and more predictable for us in the future. 
that's the call to action. Um, we have to do that on an individual basis and we have to demand that of our, 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 our leaders. I agree. And, and I'm going to leave with, you know, you know how I feel about this. In thinking about your health, I think there are five things to think about. Okay. And you know it's part of my favorite acronym. There we go. Here this way. Incidentally, I had my shirt on as I was walking yesterday morning. Okay. So get a grip. Everybody needs to get a grip right now for many reasons on many levels. But with that being said, you need to groove, move, do whatever you can to get that body active. You need to grub well. So make sure you are nourishing your body. This is all preventative strategies to make sure your immune system and your body is the strongest. Your mind is the strongest for your ultimate mental and physical health. You need to release, find some humor, find an opportunity to connect with people that laugh like you. <laughs> if not, connect with a show that you know makes you laugh. Right. Power, how are you building strength? And this is really important in terms of our fortitude during this time. So not only strength physically, but strength mentally. And as part of that piece, how are you finding your quiet time? And I know it's hard for those people who have the kids all day, but yeah. I, always, I always tell them, hide in the closet. Because sometimes the bathroom, as I have found out with my 10-year-old, <laughs> the bathroom sometimes ain't it. <laughs> so if you gotta hide in the closet and won't know where you are they'll they'll eventually give up but you can at least get five minutes of breathing quiet time you can even take a little take a little power nap if you want to but of those five things right your movement your nourishment your humor your strength and your quiet if you can find those five things during this time pick a day focus on one I guarantee you, you will be in a better state. And hopefully, Jag, well, Jag and I wish for you health and wellness and, you know, success through this time. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. All um, right. Tanya just gave you a tea leak, just gave you a, um, a short summary of something she's written a little longer um, explanation on that I encourage you to pick up and we'll put that in the um, in the headline notes um, because that, that she does have a book on this she's, she's not just talking off the top of her head um, and, and that book is get a grip um, so I encourage you if you get a chance to, to pick that up so you can read a little more about what she's saying there um, but yes, we, we hope the best for you and your loved ones. Um, this is a tough time. Unfortunately, we all have heard of or know people who are struggling now. Um, so we, we, you know, we wish that you come through this as best as you possibly can. And thanks again for listening to No Stupid Questions. And we'll be back. This is going to be a series because we are, we got time. Right. And, and y'all do hope too, hopefully. So we want to talk about the economy Maybe a little something about the economy next time. That's right. Well, let's talk about the economy next time. <laughs> All right. See you on the next episode. No Thanks, Jay. Questions. No stupid questions.
can ask any question that you want or don't ask no stupid ass questions. <laughs>